Do you like non-stop action? Exhilarating drama? Do you get erotically aroused when you see people from marginalized communities getting busted and beaten down for minor crimes? Well, get ready to flop your dick out and jerk your white meat to some live PD. On Live PD, the situations are endless, and we take down and beat up all different types of criminals, like blacks, Mexicans, Mexican blacks, uh, and uh, Puerto Rican. Oh, wait, no, that guy was also Mexican. The crimes range all the way from domestic argument all the way to half a gram of marijuana. The evil devil's lettuce used by only the biggest lowlifes of this beautiful country of ours. Like this guy here. Hey, get over here, kid. What's up? What are you doing here, you lowlife? This is Starbucks. I'm buying coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, then what's all this white powder that you're putting in your drink? It's sugar, you dumbass. My God, how stupid are you? That's verbal assault of an officer. We got a 69 on the 420, 69 on the 420. I've been verbally assaulted by the suspect and need backup. Hey, get over here, kid. Ow, fuck, dude, fuck. Why does this happen every time I come to this Starbucks? Uh-huh. There's the weed. We're in a legal state. Resistant arrest. Don't tell me how to do my job. You Chinese people are all oh, the same. fuck, dude, I'm Korean. Not even Chinese. Damn, that makes me so horny right now. So come on over to A&E and flick your willy to some live PD. See you there. Ladies and gentlemen, the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Mador. What you're asking for is kind of Welcome back to the Short News Podcast. The 13th Best Society and Culture Podcast on Good Pods. I, I, um, I'm not lying this time. I'm actually not lying. That It's not a joke. I, I checked it out. Over the weekend, I was like, holy shit, wow, we're on a leaderboard of some type, on some chart, pretty high up, almost beating Megyn Kelly, close, very close to beating that bitch, but we'll we'll get there, we'll get there, I'm losing my voice a little bit, but we're working on it, so thank you for coming, Uh, thank you for listening, I hope you had a great weekend, been trying not to stress about my homework. I don't know if anyone else does this, but I have this really bad issue with avoidance where my assignments will intimidate me to the point where I won't even look at the instructions or the like or the due dates, which is insane, and I know that. But I I still have a lot of trouble forcing myself to do the things I need to do. But I'm working on it. And I just have to get through this semester. And then it can be over. Just get my degree. It's been it's been a really long time. It's been taking a long fucking time to get this one degree. So I need to finish out strong. So, you know, I got to beat this avoidance issue somehow. I know what it is. Like, it has to do with my OCD. 
which is something I've been trying to be more open about. Um, avoidance happens a lot with some people who suffer from OCD. So I have to work through that, like, doing doing exposure, which isn't, um, which is not going my ding-dong in public. It's It's different from that. Like, I have to be forcing myself to check those due dates, like, exposing myself to the, the instructions of the assignment so that I stop being scared of it. And I have to keep doing that until I'm not afraid any, anymore. But whatever, I'm, I'm working on it. Hopefully I fix myself. But there's, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, I haven't been following the news that much, but we have some shit to talk about anyways. Um... Before I go into COVID news, we should talk about Alec Baldwin. Because holy shit, he is. I don't know if I should feel bad for him or if this is his fault. Based on the amount of information that I have right now. Because there are the people that say um, the union crew of the movie that he was doing. Okay, let me, let me, let me get everybody up to speed here. So Alec Baldwin, he's like a producer and starring in this Western film that they're shooting right now. And there was a scene that involved gunplay. And Alec Baldwin accidentally shot the um accidentally shot the, the director. Is it the director of, of cinematography, the director of photography, or something like that? And the gun was supposed to have a blank in it. I don't know what the difference then between a blank and a live round is. Because people are saying like, oh, it was a live round that's different than a bullet. Like... Okay, so then I don't know the difference between those three things. All right, so here we got we got the answer right here. A prop gun, firearm filled with blanks and used in the film industry to mimic live ammunition may sound harmless, but it can be dangerous and even deadly, as was the case in the set of Alec Baldwin's new movie Rust this week. Okay. Live rounds consist of a cartridge that contains propellant powder, which is ignited when the gun is fired and propels the bullet, the actual projectile at the top of the shell out of the barrel. Rather than using metal projectiles, blanks contain materials such as cotton, paper, or wax wadding attached to the front to imitate live fire, including a loud bang, muzzle flash, and realistic recoil. Still, even without real metal projectiles, blanks can be very dangerous because some filmmakers use extra powder to make the superheated gas discharge even more realistic. Alright, let's see. The wadding used to hold the gunpowder in place instead of a bullet gets expelled when the trigger is pulled and can cause serious damage and even death as was the case when actor John Eric Hickson was killed in 1984. Um, okay, so live round. Okay. 
So if I'm understanding this properly, then blanks, um, blanks can still be dangerous. You, um, you don't want to, even, even if you're fucking around with a blank gun or a prop gun, like the, the, I guess the wad of wax or whatever it is that's holding the gunpowder together can still come out as a projectile and, and hurt somebody. And that's what happened in this case. And the the crew that was on set that day, they were non-union. They were, you know, scabs, they call them. So they probably weren't properly trained. And, you know, the gun, the, the prop gun safety measures were not being properly followed on that set. Now, people are wondering, is Alec Baldwin responsible or not? Well, I don't, I don't think he, like, he, he obviously, he didn't load the gun, so he didn't know that that live round was going to come out that way and shoot the director of photography. But did he help harbor a, 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 an unsafe production? Did he, did he enable this carelessness and negligence when it comes to props prop guns, gun safety, as, as a, you know, as a producer, as a producer on this movie. And also, a lot of people are asking the question, do we, and, and it, myself included, do we need to use dangerous props that mimic guns on sets in order to dissimulate a gun, gun fight? I don't think we do. Like I think we have we have great special effects now. We have great um CGI and all that type of shit. Jeez, I'm like Joe Biden today. I can't think of words. But we have great CGI. We have great special effects and and we can we can produce some like we can simulate gunfire without having to use these Dangerous projectiles. Jeez, I'm so bad at talking today. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. No, I need to. That's the thing. I haven't. I haven't today. This is what happens when I don't smoke weed before the podcast. I just... I get spacey. I'm turning into Joe Biden. I'm like, uh... We go to... Alec Baldwin, who, wait, who is that? Who is that again? And then uh, Corn Pop. <laughs> so, I feel like now that we have the technology to make it look like guns are shooting when they're not actually shooting anything, why can't we just use that and, and not have people die while making movies? Because movies, acting, you're, you're playing pretend. We don't need to have people dying on set. It's art. Why are people dying? Why would we even take that risk to make a movie? 
I mean, I'm just looking at the New York Post here, and of course, I mean, they're they're like a pretty right wing uh, company or post. Wow, I literally cannot talk today. They're like a very right winged member of the press. Is that the word I'm looking for? Um. So they 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 love shitting on people like Alec Baldwin. This is their their moment. This is their opportunity to do so. Um. That's just to be expected. You have plenty of people on the right wing side. Posting the hashtag Alec for prison. Should Alec Baldwin go to prison? I don't know. I don't know. We will see how responsible he is for this. I mean, what does this say? The actor is now likely to face a gauntlet of legal challenges, including possible criminal charges, as both the man who pulled the trigger and as the executive producer responsible for set safety, legal experts say. Loaded or unloaded, a weapon never gets pointed at another human being. Hollywood firearms consultant Brian Carpenter of Dark 30 Film Services told The Post. For safety, all live firearms used in TV and film productions are typically aimed at a dummy point not at equipment, cast, or crew, Carpenter noted. Guns, he said, are never aimed at a person. So there, yeah, there are safety measures put into place on a Hollywood set that would prevent this from ever happening. So this is negligence on whether it was Baldwin or whether that job was given to somebody else on set. That is negligence on someone's part that led to this tragedy happening. Man, it's fucked up, though. It's it's really fucked up. Cause it's like, is this movie even worth... Was it even worth making? <laughs> and it could have been prevented. That's the thing. It could have definitely been prevented. People are getting careless on movie sets. Like, literally, like, just just do the right thing. Why can you not do the right thing and be safe? Like, that seems like a pretty simple rule to follow. Don't ever point a prop gun at an actual person. If that rule was told to everybody in the first place, and Baldwin, being a veteran of the industry, should know, like, oh, I'm not going to point this gun at this fucking person because it might kill them. It's stupid. It's stupid, not just as the executive producer, but yes, as the one who pulled the trigger, too. Oh, Baldwin didn't realize that the gun would kill her. It's a gun. It's a gun. If he knew the simple rules of Hollywood movies, and he would know not to point the gun at somebody for safety reasons. So it is definitely partially, at least partially, his fault. In my opinion, we will see where this goes. 
But, you know, Alec Baldwin for Dick Cheney. Alec Baldwin, who played Dick Cheney in the next film. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Baldwin as Cheney. On the, the hunting trip. So anyways, <clears throat> anyways, we got to go into COVID stuff. Unfortunately, China is back into lockdowns as 11 provinces report a spread of COVID-19 infections. And I'm not sure what this means for us here in the United States, but the fact that 75% of the Chinese population is vaccinated will help them get through this. So that's good. Um, the only reason that they're treating these infections so severely and locking everything down like this is because China has a zero COVID policy. So anytime there is a COVID outbreak, they lock everything down in an attempt to completely eradicate the virus. And it's a good idea. But of course, the U.S. would never do that because too many people would be like, my freedoms. China has more vaccinated people than we do. If another wave of COVID hits us, the hospitals are the hospitals are going to be even more overwhelmed than they already are. And the unvaccinated want to act like this problem isn't their fault in any way. So here we are. COVID is far from over. We're going to be in this for even longer. And if this new wave hits the U.S., then we're fucked. So be ready for that. Make sure you take the proper precautions you need to take to protect yourself and your family. Stay safe and stay healthy. Because people are insane, man. I keep seeing more anti-vax content on the internet, like on TikTok. There's no good way to combat it. Just, just take care of the people in your life. Make sure they're safe. The offenders in this case are not going to be easily rationalized with. I've tried and learned that arguing with them is impossible because they literally make shit up or twist the facts or use articles that are telling complete lies. One of these anti-vaxxers told me, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, as though that doesn't work the other way around, with them refusing to take a vaccine which is proven to save lives, the same way water is proven to keep you alive. By refusing the vaccine, you're, you're being led to the water, but refusing to drink. So it's so stupid when you're the one that's gonna die of thirst, like, metaphorically. You're trying to use that analogy towards someone who's actually trying to get you and others to do the right thing. I can't stand it, man. I just want to be able to do normal shit again, maskless, without having to worry about getting infected or bringing this virus back home with me. I go into school every week, so it's concerning because I don't know how many unvaccinated people I come into contact with. There's plenty of maskless people on the trains, even though there are rules. So I guess people just don't follow them. And I'm wondering where this is going to go. Biden doesn't seem to be clamping down on taking the proper measures to get us out of this. I don't necessarily blame him, because there's plenty of people on the conservative side who hate the idea of clamping down on this issue, who will push back. But we're kind of in a place where nothing is progressing. It's really frustrating because so many of us are ready to move on and get through this pandemic. And then there's so many 
idiots who refuse to do the right thing because being told what to do is apparently the worst thing in the world. We looked at plenty of people on Reddit who said, I'm not anti-vax, I'm just anti-COVID-vax, or I'm just anti-the government telling me to get a medical treatment. Idiots. They're idiots. They're being brainwashed by the truly radical right-wing media who tell them to literally contribute to the downfall of society and sabotage pandemic recovery efforts. They listen to people who tell them to do that because it confirms the, the biases they have. Remember when Tucker Carlson was telling his viewers to go around to random people on the street saying, please take off your mask, it's making me uncomfortable. He should be put in fucking jail for that. If I told my listeners to go up to every police officer, they see and say, please put your gun away, it's making me uncomfortable. Tucker would probably call me an anarchist extremist or something even worse, like a North Korean spy trying to radicalize the youth. And by the way, if you see a cop, don't go up to them and say that. I'm pretty sure they can just make up a reason to beat you up right there on the spot for doing that shit. It's not worth it. Don't, don't do that. Even, even for the jokes, don't do it. My point is, we're not getting out of this anytime soon. I'm sorry to break it to you. Until people start taking this more seriously and get the vaccine like the rest of us, we're going to be stuck here. So, oh man, moving on, before I rant for a whole episode about vaccines, I got an angry comment on the last episode for my Jordan Peterson impression. The part where I'm making fun of his toxic masculinity take. To one person, I, I guess it sounded like I was doing a really offensive and fake Indian accent. And I just want to reassure everyone that I was not doing a fake Indian accent. I wouldn't do that on the podcast. That It was, it was a really bad, offensive Canadian accent. So probably still upset some Canadians out there. But, but those are my people. Those are half my people. They're 47% my people. So it's okay. But yeah, Jordan Peterson's takes on toxic masculinity cringe. They need to be made fun of. I can't believe he would be crying over, over toxic masculinity. Oh, it's breaking my heart, the toxic masculinity. What else has been going on in the world? We can talk about the Apple event that happened a week ago. Was that a week ago? I, I don't know. Time doesn't make sense to me anymore. Toxic masculinity. So Apple... <clears throat> They announced some new items, and as always, made me feel like I'm missing out because I can't afford any of them. <laughs> but they did some cool stuff, in my opinion. The regular non-pro AirPods got a major upgrade, finally. They are now, they're much sleeker. They don't have the stems as much anymore. You don't look like an alien. Or sorry, an extraterrestrial. Sorry, Demi Lovato. Fucking yogurt bitch. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was mean. But, um, they, no, the, the, the AirPods now, they have spatial audio, which is cool, because it feels like the music is coming at you from a certain direction, and when you turn your head, it feels like the audio is still coming from that direction. And it, it feels like you're listening to really good surround sound. 
and you forget about the pods being in your ears because you start thinking there's a speaker somewhere. So it's cool that more people will be able to experience that. They also announced a new MacBook Pro, 14-inch and 16-inch models. What's cool about this one, this iteration, is they fucking finally listen to their customers when it comes to Pro computers. Because the last upgrade to the MacBook Pros was the worst. In 2016, they took away all the ports and only added USB Type-C, meaning you had to spend hundreds of dollars on dongles in order to have like the memory card reader, the, the HDMI, all of the ports that you would normally have on not only a pro computer, but any computer. But this new one, so this new one, they added MagSafe magnetic charging again because they had gotten rid of that. They brought it back. So if you step on your charging cable, only the cable goes flying and not the whole computer. They also got rid of this stupid touch bar completely and instead brought back regular function keys so that programmers could keep their sanity. The touch bar was dumb. Like, the MacBook Pro isn't supposed to be a Nintendo DS. There's no need for a mini screen on the keyboard. But it's, it's those ports. Those different ports that are really important. And they added all of them back. Except for the USB 3.0. Um, that, I think that's pretty much done at this point. New computers are going to start phasing out old, the old USBs. And it's going to be USB-C from here on. Because those are, they are multifunctional. You can even charge your computer with them. You can do all kinds of stuff with USB-C. Um, so, so that is the future. Um, but, but they added all these different ports now. The memory card reader for cameras is back. The HDMI port. You don't need a dongle anymore. Or you don't need as many dongles. But either way, I can't afford it, so I'll just cry now, I guess. The HomePod Mini is also now available in different colors, so if you want a cute, stylish little spy in your house recording everything that can also play music, go check that out. That's enough Apple news, though. I literally can't afford any of that shit right now. <laughs> what else is going on in the world, though? Facebook. Facebook. We're talking about technology still. Facebook is changing their name. The site, this Facebook site itself, like the social network, will be under a new parent company, which will have a new name. Instagram, WhatsApp, and Oculus will all be under that parent company as well. Um, it'll be similar to Google's Alphabet parent company. Uh, Zuckerberg says the name change will reflect Facebook's new focus on the metaverse, which involves VR ventures like Facebook Horizons, which is Facebook's version of VR chat, where people can go around with their avatar and meet new people, play games, and hang out. Horizons also has conference rooms where coworkers can meet up virtually as their avatars. And Zuckerberg Zuckerberg is betting big on the metaverse, and we'll see where it goes. Facebook will soon have crypto wallet features as well, or at least that's something they've been testing. 
Twitter is also working on being able to link your crypto wallet to display NFTs on your profile. So it's not just Facebook working on this metaverse business. But Facebook is definitely leading the charge. And VR, VR specifically, not just like NFTs, because I don't know if that's still going to be a thing in, in a year. Um, VR is really cool. I'm a big fan of it. I love my Oculus headset. Oculus is pretty much the only reason I still have a Facebook account, if I'm being honest. So it does make sense that they'd be moving in that direction of virtual reality programs. Anyways, uh, that's, that's enough of that. That's enough of that bullshit. Um, well, you know what? Let's talk about NFTs for a second. Because NFTs... I don't know if a lot of the podcasts I listen to aren't hating on them and they're like pretty optimistic about them, but the general consensus that I'm seeing, at least on my Twitter timeline, is people fucking hate them. People absolutely just despise NFTs. Every time somebody like promotes their, hey, check out my NFT, people will just like save it <laughs> to their phone because you can just like save the picture or screenshot it. And then they'll like post it underneath that person's post. Like, oh, hey, I just got this for free. Giving it away for free. Who wants it? Just save it on your fucking phone. And it's, it's, it's pretty fucking mean, but it's also really funny. And it just seems like a lot, like a lot of people hate them. So I don't know if the metaverse is really going to work for everything. Like maybe NFTs will be cool for things like in-game assets where they actually have some sort of use. But just owning a JPEG is kind of not cool anymore. You kind of have to have more behind it. So that is a, um, you know, that is something that I'm trying to figure out for myself in this, um, in this whole business because I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out because it's cool to me. It's cool to me because I was making money for a while and then it just popped off. It just ended. Like, I, I haven't made a sale in weeks. So it, it's upsetting, but it's also, like, tells me the market has changed. People are looking for something different. People want more from these, these assets. And if you're not willing to give them a purpose, a reason to get this, buy these things, then then they're not going to spend their money on it. And there, there's, so we're seeing a big change in the market, at least I am, where, you know, people are bullying the JPEG makers out of existence, and the only NFTs that are surviving are the ones that have some sort of fun little use, useful Thing to them, like something you can actually do with them, like uh, like rev racing, where you you buy the car and then you can go in and race it. You you can drive it and do time trials with it and win crypto that way. That's that is a that is the perfect play to win implementation of NFTs and crypto gaming. probably what Grimes was talking about when she was talking about how universal basic income should be should be based off of crypto gaming 
I'm like, you've been, you've been, you've been having way, way too much sex with Elon, coming up with these ideas. But uh, I mean, I'm not that against it. If I, if I could make money to game, like if I could make a livable wage just off of gaming, oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. That sounds awesome. I just don't think Grimes, the musician, has really thought that idea through 100%. You know? <laughs> but but crypto gaming is cool. If, if it is play to win in that fashion, where you can actually earn money for for, for playing the games and you, you earn in-game assets, which you, you can then sell off. I've sold a couple of my cars. I haven't made like a fortune, but I made like 50, 60 bucks off of cars that I got for free just from playing the game. So that's cool. It's it's definitely cool when the NFTs have a use and other people see that usefulness in them. So that's that's what's going on there. I think if more people in the general public, if more people see that there are NFTs that do have purposes, that do whether they, they are an in-game asset or they provide access to some sort of event or some sort of club or, or you know, some exclusivity there, there, there's a purpose in some of these that does make them a very cool product to own. I think, yeah, if it's just a JPEG of something, then you may not, you may not feel inclined to like, to like want to be a part of this. If you're just seeing like useless JPEGs all the time, which is my issue with, with mine, with the crypto cavies is like, they're cute little collectibles. They're cute little collectibles, but you can't really do much with them. Like if you, if you ask me for the render, then yeah, like I'll give you the the full size image, or I, I attach it to the ownership. So you have that. Um, but there's no, there's a Discord. But I just um I don't know what I'm doing wrong, or I I not I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know how to properly implement some sort of fun, whether it be like the like gamifying. Crypto cavies, or you know, adding some 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 fun shit to it. I just don't know what to do. I need I need help from somebody that knows what they're doing in in this type of thing because I could be doing more. I could definitely be doing more. But hey, um. Listen, if you want, <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you to buy a crypto cavi. That's because I just, I just went on about saying like they need to have more usefulness. Hey, I mean, if you want to invest in a project that I'm trying to get off the ground, then crypto cavies on OpenSea, their, their floor price is pretty low. Or if you even just want one, I'll just, I'll literally just give it to you. Message me on Twitter and be like, Hey, 
You said something about a free NFT? Yeah, I did. I did. I will literally, I'm giving them away for free. I just want people to have them, really. Like, be like, yeah, like these, these are in circulation. People have them. They're cute little guinea pig NFTs. Um, just, yeah. Some of them are for sale. Some I'm just giving away. So, yeah. Check it out. Anyways, we got, we got some shit going on. Sorry, that's not very specific. We got, we got angry right wing, right winged people talking about bullshit. We got Ted Cruz talking about, um, the Stop the Surge Act. I'm guessing this has to do with immigration. We'll give him the chance to speak about this on this little radio show he's on. Let's do it. Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never chanted, Let's go, Brandon, at a sporting event. Joining us now on the line, a man who has superstar senator from the great state of Texas, damn good friend of the show, Senator Ted Cruz, back in the house. Hey, man. Jimmy, great to be with you. Uh, always a pleasure. This audio sucks. Let me fix this. All right, let's see if this is good. Uh, always a pleasure oh, watching so you loud. on the TikTok, sir. And I've been rooting pretty hard for your Astros because you know, as a New Yorker, TikTok. I would rather root for the Taliban than the Boston Red Sox. Oh, well, look, so, so we're united in, 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 in that. I will say last night was horrifically painful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, the audio is horrible. You know, could could we... Okay, wait, let's talk about this Let's Go Brandon thing for a second here. Um, I just found out about this. It's been going on for, what, like over a week now? People have been saying, Let's Go Brandon. It's been all over fucking Twitter and Reddit and all kinds of shit. I've been seeing it like, what the fuck are they talking about? What does this mean? And it's one of those, like, Laurel Yanny type things. Like, what do you hear? Do you hear Let's Go Brandon or Fuck Joe Biden? Um... They were chanting fuck Joe Biden at a NASCAR race. And one of the NASCAR drivers' name was Brandon. And he was like, and I hear all these this crowd chanting, let's go, Brandon. And and I, I just feel so happy. And and in the background, they're chanting, fuck Joe Biden, fuck Joe Biden. But it, if you listen to it looking for let's go, Brandon, then it does sound like they're saying, let's go, Brandon. So... That's where that comes from. When when people say "Let's go, Brandon," they mean "Fuck Joe Biden." That's that's what it, that's what happened here. Um, so that, that that's the joke. Let's hear what Ted Cruz has to say about baseball. Is he on TikTok? Did did this dude say? Did Jimmy Fallon say Ted Cruz is on TikTok? Are you shitting me? Wait a minute. TikTok.com. No, not my TikTok. I'm looking for I'm looking for a Teddy. I found it. I'm looking for a Teddy. I'm looking for Teddy Cruz. Where are you, Teddy? Um, fuck. Okay, we'll look at Ted Cruz's TikTok another day. Stop giving up grand slams, for God's sakes! Uh, you know, you know. Two. Ga- so I took my daughter Catherine, who's ten. We went to game one and game two. Game one was awesome. Game two sucked. <laughs> I took my daughter Catherine to games one and two. 
She left both times. She said she was going to the bathroom, did not come back. And apparently she went with her other dad, her 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 mom's secret boyfriend, who I, I know about now. But, you know, they went off to McDonald's Play Place, which she enjoyed more than spending time at the front seats of a baseball game with her dad. Who she does not call dad, she calls Ted. Or that, that, that guy, that guy over there. <laughs> two grand slams in the first two innings. By the way, I, I tried to spin it to Catherine after. Yeah, they sucks out because you were there, Ted. You're bad luck. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to be like pitching. And then they look behind the, behind the plate and they just see Ted Cruz's fucking face. Imagine like fucking playoff game. And you just see, oh, hello there, Mr. Pitcher. I hope you don't, I hope you don't disappoint me here. I would, I would just blow the game. Just, just to disappoint that man. Everyone, everyone would be mad at me. Like, what are you doing? You fucking suck, Mador. What's going on? And I'd be like, you, did you see who was here? Did you see who was here? You think I could focus? You think I could do a good job while that thing, that thing is sitting behind home plate? No, absolutely not. Afterwards, I said, you know, after those two grand slams, we won five to one. But but it's just sort of a problem when you bank eight eight, eight runs first, and, and then to do it again last night. I the only advantage is is I watched it after the game on DVR, so I could fast forward through it and just watch the the the, the score going up like 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 the dials on a on a pinball machine. It was bad. It, it was painful. But you know what? I, I look. We can bat. We just can't pitch right now. I mean, you know, could 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 the Yanks give us give us Cole back? I mean, we you know you only paid three hundred million dollars to take him from us. Well, listen. To be clear, I think they would if they. Are you, oh wait, whoa, Ted, are you mad about a big corporation? Are you mad about a a big corporation having enough money to buy? A player away from your smaller corporation. What is it? The Houston Astros or whatever? Dude, it sounds kind of like you're complaining. It sounds kind of like you're complaining about capitalism, if you ask me. Oh, they they have paid him like $300 million to come over to the Yankees. Oh, like, okay. You should be, you should be proud of them. If you're so pro-capitalist, um, Republican, you'd be like, "Oh, good for them. Good for those Yankees to be able to be able to afford so successfully to pull those good old Yankees able to pull themselves from their bootstraps, their five hundred billion dollar bootstraps, <laughs> to have somebody else pull up their five hundred billion dollar bootstraps for them, and and buy." buy a person and literally buy a person good for them but no he seems a little salty about corporate america corporate america yankees here because it doesn't it doesn't benefit him come join the socialists ted you know you want to he could, given the way he pitched in the playoffs. Well, all right, so, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, moving on from baseball. That no one will notice and no one will cover it, and, and it's in- okay. across 2 million this year. There's a reason they're doing that. 
Exactly. In the playoffs. Well, all right, so, fair enough. Fair enough. It's, it's, it's on the table, man. I don't I mean, know where the baseball so talk stops. Right now, it would be nice to ship one out. Did you follow the story of Biden sneaking migrant children into our state under the cover of darkness? I, I, I did. And, and you know what? The, there's a reason they're doing that, which, which is they want to hide. Uh, they have no solution. We've had over 1.3 million people cross illegally into the country. It's expected to cross 2 million this year. And, and this is a result of political decisions. Their only solution is to try to cover it up. And so they want to, they're, they're counting on the corrupt corporate media not to cover this. And so they do you know, midnight flights hoping that no one will notice and no one will cover it. And, and it's incredibly cynical. You know, I got to tell you, though, it's also confusing to migrants because when you get dropped off in New York City, you look around and assume you're back in a northern triangle nation. Uh, you know, it, it, it point, although, as you know, today I've actually introduced legislation that's not far from that. And, and, and it really tees off of the hypocrisy of, of, of so many Democrats who say, gosh, you people worried about this illegal immigration. You're just, you know, you're just ignorant neanderthals it's not a problem never mind and texas is bearing the brunt of it yeah. you know you take a city like del rio texas where you know with 15,000 illegal immigrants haitians all in one day under okay so he's just going on about we we last week we went over this on thursday where he was talking about so we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna open up ports in greenwich connecticut and other places so that you know, so that the uh, rich liberals can 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 deal with the the illegal immigrants, see how they like it. Good plan, Ted. Great plan, dude. I don't know what what that accomplishes. Because yeah, if that makes them if that makes the rich liberals upset, then that's fucking weird. That's fucking weird, dude. Because they. They should be open borders. If if they're like, yeah, yeah, let them let them come, but not in my area, then I don't agree with them. Then I think that's fucked up of them. I so okay. If you want to do this, if you want to set up these ports to to so, so that um, undocumented migrants are sent to those rich liberal areas, then fine. I'm okay with it. Even if I lived in those areas, I would be okay with it. People need to live some. Where are they gonna go? Where Where are you gonna put them? If those people living in those rich areas don't like it, they can fuck off. That's That's the way I see it. So, this accomplishes nothing. Like Ted's plan here completely depends on triggering the rich libs. That's all this is about, is triggering the rich libs and proving whether or not they are hypocrites. It's not about doing the right thing. It's not about making a change or immigration reform. It, it comes down to triggering the libs. That's all it is. That's all it is. This does nothing. That's why I say it's not a big deal. Like when I say that, I'm not saying, oh, like, oh, like I don't, I don't care what Ted Cruz does. I'm saying this does, this accomplishes nothing. 
Kind of like whenever Ted Cruz goes on TV or on the radio. It accomplishes nothing. So we're going to move on to Cucker. Because Cucker Tarlson here, he's, he's very upset about something. He's upset. It, this says here, why is, tr why is trans community ruining everything? Or not ruining. Why is trans community running everything? Which is such a bonehead take, in my opinion. Because the trans community doesn't run everything. They get ostracized and made fun of and assaulted all the time. They don't they 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 don't run anything. <laughs> Unless they're talking about organizations that are oriented towards trans people. Then they run those, hopefully. Because then there would be a representation issue if it wasn't. But but the trans community doesn't dominate in any, any regard. They're not a threat at all. So what is this title? Not so long ago, it was a... All right, I got to turn this up. Dude, the volume, you, you conservatives and your volume... Uh, All right, let's do this. Oh, shit, no, I have to use the bathroom. One sec. Two hours later. Okay, I'm back. Not so long ago, it was a feature of high school biology class. Is too that loud? Biological sex. I can't tell if this is sex too is loud. Sex is biologically real. Yeah, it's too it's loud. It's detectable at the... Damn it. Right? DNA level, you are born with it. You don't get to choose it. Because you don't get to choose your height or your eye color, your susceptibility to breast cancer, or a million other things. It's genetic. Genetics are real. Maybe unfortunately, but doesn't change the truth of it. But now, that's hate speech. In his new special, Dave Chappelle, the comedian, explains what happens when you challenge this lunatic new orthodoxy. Cancel people that are more powerful than me. Cancel J.K. Rowling. My God, J.K. Rowling wrote all the Harry Potter books by herself. She sold so many books, the Bible worries about her. <laughs> and they canceled her because she said in an interview, and this is not exactly what she said, but effectually, she said... Gender was a fact. And then the trans community got mad as They started calling her a turf. I didn't even know what the that was. But I know that trans people make up words to win arguments. Well, that's the truest thing ever said, making up words to win arguments. You see that in a lot of places now. So none of that's particularly radical. It's pretty conventional, really. Four years ago, no one would have noticed it. But now, a number of Netflix employees... Okay. All right, so this motherfucker and Mr. Chappelle are both, you know, they're not understanding why all these new terms are being made up in this modern society. You know, Shakespeare coined a huge portion of words that we now use or previously used in our vernaculars. Um... Those weren't words before. They weren't recognized terms. They weren't recognized words. 
They were created because society progressed to then need those words, need those terms to describe certain things, certain people, certain situations. It's not made-up gobbledygook like Dave and, and Tucker want to say that it is, whereas it is society evolving, exploring, creating terms for things that they're discovering and acknowledging that weren't previously acknowledged. I, I hate this argument of, oh, yeah, they're just making up all these words. They're not. They're not. Service. Then they harassed a man who came to support Chappelle and freedom of speech. Watch this. It's okay to laugh, but you're sparking hate conversation. It's one neck beard, one badass neck beard with a trucker hat and, and a sign that says, We like Dave. Dude, you're, you're the only one doing this. And you know you're just doing it to cause problems, not because you believe in Dave Chappelle's body of work that much. People like go and they, they incite these issues just so then Fox News can paint them as the victim. So they break his sign and then they accuse him he's left holding only a stick, accuse him of having a weapon. So his speech is violence, their violence is speech. See how that works? What's interesting is that the number of people who really care about this issue enough to assault someone over. Well, yeah, I don't I, okay, I don't agree with how everybody handled that situation um i don't i think that could have been that could have been handled differently without you know taking the the dude's sign and tearing it down that's exactly what he wanted that's why he was there was so he could get attacked and then he could say see look at the left look at the left they're just these hateful violent people and they they fell for it they completely fell for it and now tucker is doing Doing this, this was all part of the plan. You know what I mean? Court is tiny, and yet they have disproportionate power. 350 million people in the country, maybe 1,100 feel that way, but they're running everything. Why is that? Well, Seth Dillon might know the answer. He's CEO of the Babylon Bee, one of the very few remaining satire sites on the entire internet. He joins us tonight. Seth, thanks so much for coming on. So you, you, this stuff's in your face every single day. You're the target of a lot of this. You got the Babylon Bee, they're like the right-wing onion. Gotta wonder the people trying to destroy your business and your life, like they're a tiny percentage of Americans, aren't they? They are, but they wield all the power. This is the funny thing, you know, it's it, it, they really are the joke at this point because they, they try to project themselves as being marginalized. These are the marginalized, these are the <laughs> oppressed, yes, exactly. but you can't make fun of them. You know, the, the way that you can tell who holds all the power in a society is by who you can't make fun of, right? That's right. That's so stupid. What are you talking about? You're saying, oh, they hold all the power because they've been victimized repeatedly in their lives and we constantly at this network and people outside of this network tell them over and over again that they are not the gender or the identity that they identify as. 
and we repeatedly ridicule them for that. And many trans people kill themselves or get killed because of that. But oh yeah, they're they hold all the power. No, they don't. That is such an ass backwards take. That is so stupid. These two fucking idiots. These cis white fucking pieces of shit on this panel sitting together smirking. They go, oh yeah, they're acting like they're the they're the victims when literally they hold all the power. Trans people do not hold all the power. If they held all the power, then they wouldn't be the victims of hate crimes. Was it like a week ago a trans a trans woman got fucking murdered? That shit happens. Simply because of who they are. But, oh, yeah, they hold all the power, Tucker. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. These are the people that you can't make fun of. So it's very clear they hold all the institutional power in our culture. And it's really interesting. You know, when you've got comedians like Chappelle, you've got to worry about now. And it's not about, like, oh, you can't make fun of trans people. You can make fun of anybody. You can make fun of anybody. You could literally make fun of a dude in a wheelchair. It's about how you do it. It's completely about how you do it. And the thing that really bothered people about what Dave said specifically, and anybody else who got like, anyone who got mad about anything outside of this, I can't, you know, I can't like agree with them, but it was when he said, I'm Team Turf. Like when he identified with Team Turf, saying he's a trans exclusionary radical feminist, essentially saying, he only fights for women's rights who are, you know, biological women. And then saying that gender is a fact when he when he was trying to make the argument that only biological women are considered women and that anything outside of that is is a, is not true. That that's like those two things that he said um bothered me and a lot of other people they did um and that's that's just it because that kind of stuff that's not joking anymore you're giving a lecture now about why you think trans people should be devalued about why you think trans people are lying about how they feel about themselves, or how Dave Chappelle likes to say that they're like taking away, or that they they're like finding a reason to be marginalized by changing sexes when that's not how this fucking works at all. It's just really messed up because. Trans people don't hold any of the power. They have always been the butt of the jokes. That hasn't changed. Chappelle doing this is just, you know, empowering more hate to happen. And and reinforcing those fucked up beliefs that people have. Oh, oh trans women aren't, aren't women. And and just, just now... Now, people that support Chappelle, this is the issue. People that support Chappelle are going to go on and repeat the things that he said verbatim 
and and believe them completely, even though Chappelle doesn't he's never been to a gender studies class in his entire life. So how how the fuck would he know how this shit works? Um you know, and and they're just gonna and now people are gonna be spreading that bullshit around because Chappelle did that. People are probably out there saying, Yeah, I'm team turf too. I'm team turf too. I don't think that I don't think that trans women should be included in the feminist conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm all about that. We should exclude trans women, yeah. Like now there's all that kind of shit going on. Yeah, they just got impossible pussy. That's imp- impossible beyond meat pussy or whatever he said. They're going to be just saying that shit. And that, that is like, that is punching down. And Dave says, oh, they say that I'm punching down. You are punching down. You are punching down. Why do you need to repeatedly go in on this group of people who's already marginalized enough? It's like a it's like a trans person killed his family or something. That's what it seems like. The way he just does not stop going in on them. I don't know. When you're telling jokes, not you don't just ask yourself, is this funny? You have to ask yourself, is this joke going to offend somebody who's more powerful than me but identifies as being marginalized because I might lose my career? So is that I mean your son identifies as being marginalized? As opposed to being marginalized. So now we can just say that people are identifying as being marginalized. No, you aren't. That that implies that people have a choice of whether or not they're going to be marginalized. And that's not the case. People don't have a choice. People, if, if somebody is trans, they don't choose to be trans. That's how they literally feel about themselves and identify. Who are you to tell them that that's their choice to make when that's literally who they are? You don't identify as marge. You don't identify as marginalized. Like you are marginalized because of your identity. This is so stupid. These two motherfuckers manages to be consistently funny. And I think probably most of our viewers get, you know, Babylon B headlines texted to them at least once a day. How big a concern is that for you? I mean, do you feel like you're right on the edge of getting your business taken away from you? Well, I mean, that's the goal, right? And there's, there's, there's like 10 different ways they're trying to attack comedy. One of them, it's not even intentional. They're making reality absurd. That whole opening you did with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. They're not trying to attack comedy. They're, they're not. A lot of the left... The liberals, the libs, they they like comedy. They like comedy. They're entertainers, a lot of them. A, a lot of very funny people are on the left. And a lot of very unfunny people are on the right. Like Gutfeld, for example. Um, and... To say that the left is trying to kill comedy is completely wrong. They're trying to get rid of the hate speech that people inject into, that some people inject into their comedy. That's different. 
We live in a very dangerous time. A lot of people are attacked for all different reasons. And I think it's um I think it's only natural for the people who police these types of things to um to be concerned for the well-being of those being clowned on sometimes when those groups are already at a risk like the trans community Biden and all these videos and how <laughs> fake they are like it's impossible to satirize that these people are beyond yes, no, parody totally they've right. turned reality into a parody of itself so that's that's one way then there's the intentional way they fact check jokes they try to rate them false they can get them taken down for misinformation then they try to accuse you of hate speech under the guise but if you're saying something false like if you're saying something that's dangerously false that people will then you know take as fact and then end up getting hurt or hurting others because of it then yeah it should be fact checked I don't understand what the complaint about that is. I, I really don't. We've had a lot of misinformation the last five years or more. And we, we have to find a way out of that. Yes, we need to fact check th things. We need to fact check things more than we are. It's not fact checking jokes. It's fact checking incorrect statements. Misleading things. That's different. You want to complain about that because you're spreading misinformation. Then stop spreading misinformation and actually learn to be funny. You think that comedy is dying? No. You, your comedy, your unfunny form of comedy is dying out. Because people don't see it as funny anymore. Because comedy at the expense of others who are marginalized communities, not considered that funny. Because people have empathy now. I don't know, that's something that the, the, the conservatives, the right-wing people, seem to be missing. That is something that they are very much missing, is the, the empathy bone. I believe the empathy bone is located in the testicles, which I, Ted Cruz, do not have. So, so I, I guess I don't have empathy of satire or comedy like what they're doing with Chappelle and saying that his jokes are beyond the pale they hurt people but really it's the people it's the joke police it's the people who are who are saying oh his jokes hurt my feelings you know those are the people they deserve to be mocked more not less because it's just silly to act like joke police like jokes really are, are like violence really like you said earlier you know the, the speech is now violence and the, and the violence is speech uh you know jokes are not violent but what's funny about saying I'm team turf what is funny about coming out and saying, I am team trans exclusionary radical feminist? Where's the joke? I, I don't see a joke there. There's no punchline. There's nothing. It's just Dave Chappelle rambling about something that he doesn't understand and hates. It doesn't, there's no joke. Like, I'm not saying this in like, a, I'm offended. Like, wait, where's the funny? Please. Tell me where the funny is there. I don't feel like excluding people like that is funny. I'm not going to cancel Dave Chappelle's... I'm not going to, like, I have no power, but I'm not going to, like, fight for cancellation of Dave Chappelle 
I'm not going to like say this needs to be taken down or anything. No, but was this fucked up in a way? Yes, certain things he said are fucked up because cause they're picking on a group of people that's already already getting it from all sides. And that's unfortunate. And it's just sad. I talked about it in therapy last week. It just it, it just made me sad. More than more than it made me angry when I saw the special. It it really just made me sad because it, it showed me that there's so many people in in our world who, you know, that I thought were insightful, intelligent people who just see the world in such an antiquated way. Still, after all all of the stuff we've all been through the last few years. And it just, to me, the Chappelle special, it's like an angry old guy. You know, like an old angry man who just, he doesn't get what the young people are doing and it's stupid. And that's just, was really, it was disappointing. It was disappointing to me. Am I going to call for protests outside of Netflix? No. Am I going to say, hey Netflix, maybe put a disclaimer at the beginning of the special to acknowledge that trans people, trans women are women? And that, you know, that trans-exclusionary radical feminism isn't very good of a thing. And that we should include trans women in that conversation. You know, some sort of disclaimer that, that shows that you care about trans lives. Because right now people are, I think, mostly upset that it seems like Netflix and Chappelle do not care about trans people or how they feel or not just how they feel because that's what Fox News like oh I'm sorry about your feelings like but just how how they're viewed in society comedians are the people who they they make observations about society that people then go on to repeat like like how people constantly quote George Carlin for his commentary on society. And so having such a prominent commentator like Chappelle saying pretty incorrect things is just, you know, put a disclaimer. Really, just put a disclaimer. You don't need to you don't need to remove it. Don't need to fire anyone. You just just do what Disney did with all their racist movies that they still put on Disney Plus. They just put a disclaimer that said, hey, racism is bad. Continue and watch the movie though. <laughs> so yeah, I just we don't need to we don't need to beat this dead horse. We really don't. But anyways, we should we should look at some triggered um, conservatives here, and keeping up with the Karens, you know, our favorite thing to do here to close off the episode. Let's do it. Uh, 
Oh my god, now she has a little open. She's hitting things with a fucking red card machine. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 my god. Oh, my god. I didn't mean to open it. I tried to watch it. But it didn't work. Basic Bobino. It's a drive through. She's like breaking down the drive through window. What the hell? What the fuck? Yo, what? That's like... That's stressful, dude. Like, people don't get paid enough for this. Where is that? Like a Chick-fil-A? Like what? Oh my god. Sorry, I'm fixing the volume again. supervisor for what like what is that gonna do like like supervisors aren't like they're not gonna necessarily be nice to you if you're acting like this like they're not always gonna be like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry whatever like they they don't have to not anymore they've put up with enough bullshit they don't get paid for that i mean i used to get paid to be nice but not enough they were like, you, your customer's always right. Remember that. And, and the customers, they know that that's the rule. So they, make, they, they take advantage of that and try to act like this. And that's how Karens were born. You think I'm joking, but if anyone that's worked a minimum wage service job or like grocery store job or anything like that, like I have, knows that, that like, or retail too. Retail, yeah, that they make you like they make they they make you live by the customer is always right. So it's it's messed up because then then the 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 ah, the customers can be abusive like this and it's fucked up. I don't want your fucking help! Do you understand? Yes, I do! You won't shut up! You don't have to shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's completely uncalled for you to keep harassing me. I'm not harassing you. Your card is not going through. Oh, her card because isn't going through. Me. Your card is not going through because you're harassing me. That how does that make sense, ma'am? 
How does that make sense? Are you drunk at the CVS? Uh, that seems kind of like not the thing to do. Leave me the fuck alone! Do you not understand? Call your boss. Call your boss right now. Call your boss. You're not the one I want to talk to. Call your boss. Whose number is this? That's the corporate number you wanted. The corporate number. Yes. You want to write it down? Ma'am, yeah, that is the number. Write corporate number on there for that me. That is the corporate number. Write the word corporate office for me. Why? Why shouldn't you just does she just have like five thousand different like corporate office numbers written down in her in her wallet or something? So she needs to she needs to know which one it is. Write it down for me. My fingers are too fat to write something. That's the corporate number for you. I write it down. That's very nice. You're stupid. You know that? You're very stupid. Jesus. Very, very stupid. You are very stupid. You are, you stupid. Okay. Would you walk away? I'm not going to walk away. I'll pay for my food if you walk away. Ma'am, I'm not going to walk away because if I'm 14 years, I'm actually not going through. That's not, yeah, yeah, because that's how, that's how debit cards work. If you're talking to me, that's not, yeah, because that's how, that's how debit cards work. If you're talking during the transaction, then it, then your card gets declined, not when you don't have enough fucking money. What a psycho. about this that's insane This is literally how people get killed too like if that like that those two old white people that live next to them are like making a whole fuss because probably because there, there's too many black people in their opinion oh dude where this looks like florida is this florida probably why is it always florida Let's go, y'all. Get in the car, please. Come on. Everybody get in the car. 
I got the video. I don't care. Y'all see, this is not blocking their driveway at all. This is just some Karen racist shit. Totally racist. Because you don't understand the law. Not a problem. You can't record me in a private property. Yes, this is public. You recorded I, into the private property. So where are we standing? From where we're standing, that's legal. No you don't understand. No worries, no worries. I'm just going to call the police. Go right ahead. It's fine. Go right ahead. Hi, I've been harassed by two white individuals. Uh, white? Where is this? Who to California? Um, they're, they're recording me inside of a dispensary. I feel like my privacy is being uh, affected. I feel threatened by these white men. White men? So now she's making it about race? 212 California. The cross street is... Right. Right from California. Well, why are they videoing outside of a dispensary? That is kind of like... Like, what are you doing? Are you the feds? Like, I, I don't want to be videoed coming out of a dispensary. Like, I wouldn't want my job to see me coming out of a dispensary. I, if if I weren't me, you know, like, if I, if whatever job I was in, like, didn't want me to be seen doing that, you know, then I would probably be like, hey, like, could you, could you not record me, please? <laughs> so, like, while I, un like, I understand kind of where she's coming from. Because I didn't realize at first, like that, that I didn't, I didn't realize it was a dispensary. No, no, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be filming people coming out of a dispensary. Because you don't know why they're there. You don't know why they're why they're smoking weed. They could have a medical issue. They could have really bad anxiety, and that kind of that that is that is violating their privacy, and and maybe not legally. Maybe you legally can record them, but that doesn't mean that you're not a douche for doing so, for refusing to delete the footage of them, you know, getting, buying something for themselves that's going to make them feel better with whatever they're going through. That That does seem messed up. That they would be doing that. Like just mind your own business. I don't know why. 
they they have to record this. My name is Oh, this is a nice looking bakery. Let's see how this dude messes it up for everyone. I don't. I don't wear a mask. I don't. I don't wear a mask. Sorry, we're not people You're not serving people. That's discrimination. Do not discriminate. So she turned on the camera before walking in here. So you know that she's doing this on purpose and walking into the place without a mask with the camera already rolling because she knows they're going to refuse her service. So she is purposely going in to cause a problem so that she can post this online later and somehow she thinks it's going to make her look good? I don't understand. Like, she's, like, exposing something that... Like, no, we already know that if you can't go in... They're, they're not going to serve you in most places if you're not wearing a mask. That's just how the world fucking works now because of this virus that we're living with. Because people like you won't get vaccinated and won't wear masks. And wouldn't wear masks before there was a vaccination. So we're all fucked. We're all fucked and we still have to wear masks. So, fuck you. You can't, you can't, you can't come to this bakery. Fuck you. This is the policy. Well, is it a law? Should we call the sheriff and ask him to explain the law? Oh my god, what is that tone? Well, let's call on Should we call the sheriff and have them explain the law what are you are you you're threatening a minimum wage bakery employee she's literally like a young girl in in a in a apron <laughs> you're, you're threatening to call the cops on her wow you're so tough lady you're so tough because this is a problem this is not this is a, a problem and... this is a problem like, fuck you i am under no obligation to wear a mask Yes, you are. So, in Nazi Germany, when your manager told you to, like, shove people in the ovens... In Nazi Germany, when your manager told people to shove... Told you to shove people in the ovens? What? That... I love... I, I, I love that analogy because it makes no sense. And whenever somebody says it, you just know that they're, they're like, mentally... Mis they're, they're missing brain cells. They are missing brain cells. Yeah, because when there's an infectious disease and you have to wear a mask, that's the same exact thing as pushing Jews into the ovens. Yeah, that 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 is the perfect analogy, white lady. That is the most the most marginalized. <laughs> white women are the most marginalized. Fucking bullshit. Okay. You would do that, I guess. I'm asking a real question. You have ovens, don't you? What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, well, I will stand here until the law enforcement comes. Because I'd like to make a citizen's arrest of you. This is discrimination. You're gonna citizen's arrest the bakery employee. Oh my god. You're I'm gonna stand insane. here. You're literally insane. Okay, that's the video. Holy fuck. I feel so bad for that girl. She is not getting paid enough to sit there and take that abuse from some crazy woman who who's trying to pick fights with minimum wage employees and that is not cool that is not cool why are they why are people like that not being locked up and and put in 
put in um, maximum security um, for profit prison, private prisons, and and being forced to work uh, work like slave labor. Why why are the Karens not being forced to do that? I don't I don't understand. Anyways, we're gonna go on to a um, we're gonna go on to a relationship advice here and see what's going on in people's lives and see if we can help them. No Herman Cain award today because I want to figure out a better way to do it over audio. All right, let's see what we got. All right, let's see what this one's about. I, 25 male, feel bad about my girlfriend, 23 female, getting drinks paid by guys all night long on a girl's weekend. Oh, man, those girls' weekend, man. Those can go wrong. Hey, guys, before everyone jumps to conclusions with my title, hear me out. My girlfriend went on a girl's trip with some friends of hers to a different country. I was totally fine with her going on, going on that weekend since it's normal to go party and have fun with friends. Only thing that bothers me is a phone call we had. She told me they had cocktails at a bar. Uh, there were were there were there was a ladies' night, and met some guys in that bar. Afterwards, about one in the night, they went to a different club and met those guys there as well. The guys paid for their drinks all night long, and one of them apparently had a huge crush on her. She said it was kind of, it was kind of funny to have a guy protect her in the club. He constantly gave her new beers which she passed mostly on because she did not want to get drunk. They went home at five as the guys constantly tried to seduce them to have sex with them. The guys told them they had girlfriends in advance, which is kind of shitty. It makes me really angry about those people. I trust her on the part that she did not have anything with the guy. Also, the girls were two singles and two in relationships. She doesn't go out often, and we actually have a great relationship. So my question is, I don't think my girlfriend cheated on me, nor do I believe she is dishonest. I simply feel like it's wrong to drink with people like that and let them pay for the drinks, as it is obvious they, they want something from them. It is on my mind so hard I can't sleep. I don't want to ruin her girls' weekend since she says she has a lot of fun with the girls, and she is super honest with me, but somehow this feels wrong. Anyone have any advice on how to move forward? Is there any way to treat this matter without sounding controlling or manipulating? I often overthink things, and I had depression in the past. I really don't want to bring this up and sound controlling. Thanks for any advice and help. Um, well, I mean, that—that's like not she. If she, oh man, there, there. If the dude is re repeatedly making attempts at having sex with her. And it is clear that that's why he's buying her drinks, like more and more and more drinks, which she is then passing to other people because she doesn't want to get too drunk. But he keeps buying her drinks. She, dude's trying to fuck her. Dude's trying to get her so drunk that she like makes a mistake. That's not okay, yo. That's not okay. And I'm gonna. <clears throat> I was going to say, like, I don't want to sound controlling or anything, but, like, tell her to get the fuck home after that. Like, no. <laughs> That's not cool. 
Spending the whole night out with a dude that's trying to fuck you and letting them buy drinks for you? No, that's not fucking cool. Get the fuck home. Get your ass home on the next plane right now. I don't care if it's coach. I don't care if you have to skydive out of the fucking thing. Get your ass home. Fuck girls weekend. Jesus Christ. That is not cool. That's like so many boundaries broken there. I I really, I don't think you're being too like manipulating or controlling by saying you're not okay with that. That's a very fucking uncomfortable situation to be in as the boyfriend. And she's not like respecting you enough to tell the dude to fuck off. She's just meeting up with him at another club. No, that's total bullshit. You have every right to be upset. Like, and also, she's putting herself in danger. Somebody mentioned. It, it's messed up. And these dudes are like, they're not, they're not good people. They have girlfriends and they're trying to, they're trying to fuck anyways. It's really fucked up. Very, yeah, just very dumb behavior. Very dumb behavior. So anyways, yeah, you have, like I said, you have every right to be upset. Express that feeling. Don't, I, I was, I was joking when I said, tell her, get the fuck home. I mean, you could, you could, if you really want to go there. If you really want to go there, if you're that upset, um, I, I mean, like that definitely would upset me. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> Losing my voice. I gotta go. Um, that's gonna do it, though, for this episode of the Short News Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex Nador. You can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Mador or Alex Mador on Instagram. I will be there all week. I'll see you guys on Thursday. I love you very much. Thank you for listening and peace. It's really that time of year and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash sp 56 Or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime.
It's your shot. Take it.